Hi, I'm Trent Maxwell. And I'm Lee Mason. And we want to welcome you to our Live, Learn, Survive podcast. Since 2018, Lee and I have traveled the globe and met face-to-face with over 20,000 children. We've created a series of children's books and Maxi's Rescue Squad, where teens and young adults can learn life skills online. They'll not only help themselves, but help others too. We take what we do very seriously ourselves, not so much as you soon will hear. So let's spend the next half an hour together with some fun, inspiration and kindness, and we'll try and learn something too. How are you this week, Lee? I'm right next to you again. Maxi, we are here. We are like back in the office. Um, we're sat next to each other. And it's another another great week, Maxi, because yet again, we've got another guest. Another guest. So that means I'm still in Italy. That means you're still in Italy. And um, yeah, so we have got another guest because while we're away, we've got three um, awesome people that we've spoken to that are um, we're going to share their stories as we um, while you're away. So this week is really special because we've got our first cop first cop yeah so this is my amazing friend and i'm going to give her a a formal introduction to start so we are joined today by detective sergeant miller who works as part of the internal investigation group of the ethical standards command she joined the police in 2009 and she's worked in brisbane three years in the far northwest of queensland and amazingly, for eight years, was at Argos, which is known as Task Force Argos. And then this year, she was promoted to a current role as Detective Sergeant. So yeah, well, we are on our best behaviour today, Maxie. Yeah, and I want to get and, in. And, um, you oh. know, we want to welcome Kate the Cop. <laughs> How hey, are you, guys? Kate? Hello, Kate. Thanks for having me on. You are welcome. Thank you for giving us some of your valuable time on a Sunday afternoon. And... Um, you know, I, I can feel there's going to be a bit of, I, I might be the uh, referee in this one because we've got cops the top series and we've got the tops. Cops the tops. Cops the tops. Everyone knows that. Good work. But, yeah. Um, yeah, so everyone knows the drill. There's going to be a, 13 questions that we're going to be asking you, Kate, um, you know, career and, and advice and stuff like that. So I look forward to having a chat with you. I look forward to hearing more about what you do and what you have done and what uh, the future holds for you. So yeah. uh, and, let's. Get and into we have it. a lot of teens and people that are interested in first responder careers. So, um, yeah, just it would be great to share your story. Um, so, sure. question one, Maxi, go for it. What are you going to start okay. with? Okay, question one. When, when did you realize that you wanted to become a police officer? Uh, it was the first thing I ever wanted to do since I was a kid, the only thing I ever wanted to do. So I grew up wanting to be a cop and then that transitioned to a solicitor and then a lawyer and then a judge, but I always came back to a cop. So right, here I am. Awesome. It's, uh, it's uh, from Lee knowing you for some time, I always do hear about you and yeah. uh, your job progression. And, yeah. you know, I work alongside with police in, in my role as a firefighter and, you know, we have a lot of, there is, even though everyone's joking, but we yeah. do have mutual respect. Um, I do appreciate uh, everything that police do and I see uh, – you know the crappiest side of policing uh, yeah. sometimes, and I know it, it's always the 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 you got highs and lows in the job. But um, hats off to you and your team and every other police officer around the world because I know you know tough it's tough, a tough gig. gig. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, yes. So as so when you were young, then Kate. So was there someone that inspired you? So who did you look up to when you were young? No one immediately comes to mind. I think I was always drawn to people who worked hard and had a really strong work ethic there wasn't one particular person I looked up to in that respect there was probably a group of people who when I looked at them I could see that they aimed high worked towards their goals and that's what I wanted to be like 
always trying mm, yeah. to be better at myself and and do the best that I can. So they're the sorts of people that I looked up to. Oh, yeah, so yeah. I think that's a common thing. Like we we did, um, um, you know, talking to a couple of other fires and like the, the amount of times people say work ethic, people mm. with a good work ethic. Um, so um, yeah, no, that's really um, really great answer, Kate. Yeah, that is a great great answer. And I think uh, when it comes to work ethic and and aspiring to be like other people that have good work ethic, turns you naturally into a good good worker and. You know, if you would have been just happy just to be a general duties cop, you know, I'm sure you would have still loved doing that. But the fact that you've gone up the ranks and uh, what you do across all the different task forces you've done, and uh, like I said, I look forward to hearing. Yeah, more exactly. Of what yeah, got yeah. Because um, you know, like um, yeah, like some of the things that Kate's done is just like unbelievable. So, <laughs> so next question, Maxie. Yeah, number three. Did you get good career advice at school? Mm, school was so long ago that I can't actually remember. I, I think they probably would have just said to us, "Do what you want to do and finish school." That was probably the best thing they ever told us: is make sure you finish grade twelve because yes. in ten years after you finish school, you don't know what you want to be. So if you don't go to grade twelve, you might have to go back and redo it all. Yeah, redo yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I, I was very lucky um, having a leaving school in year ten and having a traineeship. But I know Lee uh, went to year 12. Yep. But as soon as you finished school. Yeah, it was just like I, I there was very little career advice for mm. me. But it, if you weren't going like like the academic path and going to uni, because I did go to year 11 and 12, and then it was really sixth form, as it was known in England, was the stepping stone to which uni you were going to go to. And I didn't want to go to uni. And therefore it was like, well, what, you know, it was almost a, well, why are you here? You know, um, because we, we could have left school at year 10. Um, um, But um, yeah, there was nothing, if you didn't go to uni, there was nothing um, that was vocational. Nothing at all. I went to uni because I had nothing better to do. I didn't (laughs) want to go to uni, but just seeing the next natural progression, you know. And you know what, Kate, I think that is so true. I would say probably at least half of my friends that did go to uni went because you, you're exactly right. It, there's such um, pressure put on at that age to kind of know what you do. And you really have got no idea. Mm-hmm. You're still working out things you like, things you don't like. And, um, you know, it's such a tough time from a pressure point of view to make yeah. these big decisions that you think if you if I get them wrong, my life's going to be over. And like, seriously, your life's far from over. Mm. It's not even started. Absolutely. So, so um, cool. So um, is this me next yes, one, Maxie? It is yeah. Four. Okay. I get lost with the list. I just like a chat. Um, so, Kate, how did you take your first step then? So you just said you wanted to be a cop from you knew from really young. Mm-hmm. So, what was the first thing you like to make it happen? So I was very overweight as a child, uh, so I took the steps to lose weight, get fit, uh, finish my uni degree. That was really important that if things went wrong in the police, I had something to fall back on. Uh, yeah. So I lost, I don't know, maybe 50 kilos and wow. then got fit, made sure I could run 10K every day and that was it, applied and went to the academy. And So that was the first step was to make sure my health was in order and that I was ready and not a burden to anyone I was working with. You know, yeah. if a fiery, for whatever reason, had to rescue me, which I doubt, uh, they, could, <laughs> they could carry me out of a building, you know? I'd rescue you, Kate, if I had Thanks, to. I know, I know I don't have to, but if I, <laughs> if I did have to, I would. 
Yeah. I doubt you'd need to, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but uh, yeah, so do you remember, uh, I think part of that question, um, you, do you still remember the college day one, walking in there fresh? Yeah. Um, God, it was daunting. It was absolutely daunting. You walk into what they call the fishbowl. There's a whole group of us, maybe a 100 of us, who uh, just nervous as each other and we hung around, waited, and then a man come out and started yelling at us and, and that was it. We're in in and on. So. And, and how many months was your training? Uh, back then it was about seven months uh, and it was incredibly difficult. I found it harder than high school, harder than uni because yeah. it's all the little things. It's the polishing your boots. It's the studying every night. It's staying on top of your fitness. It's the drive to and from the academy every day. So, so madam, all that sort of stuff, all the all the brass that you got to, you know, yeah, salute and stuff like that. Absolutely. But it kind of morphs into the next question. Um, but where did you train for your career? So where where was the academy? And um, again, like you said, seven months. But where the college was to where you were your first posting. So the college is at Oxley, the Oxley Academy. There's two in Queensland, one at Oxley and one at Townsville. So the Oxley yep. is just south of Brisbane. Uh, so did that for seven months and I was posted. My first ever station was at Emily, which is Emily. just south of Brisbane. Yep. Yeah, that's cool. Did, did people tend to get posted? Like was, was that, you know, can you, I mean, uh, do you request areas or they try and post you somewhere close to you live or is it an expectation that you're going to have to move? The expectation is that you could go anywhere in Queensland. So when back when I did it, that you were given areas and you could nominate for areas. So, for example, if they needed offices in Townsville, they might have said 10 people need to go there, so they'd ask for nominations to go to Townsville. Yeah. Uh, but these days I believe that they get told in the first month where they're going, which is pretty good. So mm. you can decide yeah. then and there whether you want to actually be a police officer in the middle of nowhere or whether yeah. you just want to leave. Yeah. As part of your training, do you have to do like regional policing or is that, is that like? Or... No, you don't, but I think you should. That's probably yeah. one of my biggest tips to anyone who wants to be a police officer is leave the city. The chances yeah. and opportunities out west are just enormous and it's mm. so much fun. There's always yeah. something going on, isn't there? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. the same in the fireys. There's a lot of people that relocate to certain areas, you know, like Mudgee and, and out towards Tamworth and stuff like that, and just for a different way of life. And they do mm-hmm. that for five or six years to get the promotion and then come out to the city as a boss. Yep. That's the way to do it. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Six. So next question then, Kate, in that journey, best piece of advice that you've been given? It probably was to leave Brisbane, to be yeah. honest. Um, leave Brisbane and build your career. Make a name for yourself. Do the best you can. Get some money behind you. Yeah. Um, and did, did someone give you that advice or did you just kind of naturally think of it one day, sleeping or have a dream? No, in our training year, we get training officers and I think every single one of them said, if you get the opportunity to leave, make sure you leave. Yes. So yeah. every person I spoke to who had been out west said go west. Yes. And it was great advice. And where did you go, Kate? What what um I went northwest, I went to Mount Isa, which is yeah. the far northwest of Queensland. Yeah. And then from there I did Dumaji, which is arguably the most northwest town in Queensland. So Wow. 
It's about 100 kilometres east of the border with the Northern Territory. Yeah. And about 150 kilometres south of the top of Queensland there in the Gulf. How many, how many people in the town? Maybe 2,000. It's an yep. Indigenous town. Yeah. Yep. So, no, it was great. And how long were you there, Kate? I was there for two years. Wow. And I can genuinely say I loved every moment of it. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's yeah. awesome to know. I know a, a fiery that got into QFES, and he's a fiery at Mount Isa, and he, yeah. and he enjoys it. He again, similar to the cops, they got he got told, "Look, this is the area that um, they're recruiting for," and he to, to get in or to to take that opportunity, just to go, "Yeah, I'll go to Mount Isa." So I think he does three or four years there uh, to get credits, and then yeah. he, and then he has a pick of where he wants to go in. Yeah, right. after that. So they kind of look after. People yeah. that draw the That's short good, isn't it? Yeah. short straw, but really, it's not a short straw. It's no, an opportunity. exactly, exactly, and that's why um, you know it's like yeah, like you you say, Kate, you you can tell like you know we can see you and we can tell you're talking about it. You genuinely like smiling, like it was a gr- you know great memories kind of thing. Yeah, it's um, um, one of those places where you can genuinely impact people. Yeah, yeah, and that, and that's what it's all about, and especially being a police officer and a fiery, but police officers more so because you're dealing with a lot of the bad stuff and a lot of the nitty gritty stuff, and the fact mm. that you can have the opportunity to help uh, people uh, within the job and outside uh, in different areas. It's uh, hats off to you, especially in the indigenous communities up in the northwest, like you said. Um, you know, they'll probably admire the help that you've given them over the last two years or two years you were there, I should say. Yeah. And would you believe that we were the fire service out there too? Oh, wow, yeah. yeah. Did you oh, get a few runs? there you go. Get a few runs on the board? And I hated every second of it. Yeah, get too hot, too hot. <laughs> I hate fire. Too it's too horrific. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Um, so right. number seven. Number seven. So most stressful part of your career journey so far. So I know there could be, I know as a police officer, again, uh, there's a lot of a lot of um, stressful stuff that you've been a part of. But, yeah. um, you know, feel free to share as much or as less as you want. Yeah. But, yeah, what has been the most stressful yeah, part? Yeah, because some of the, um, you know, the teams you've been part of, Kate, have been um, very stressful. So I'm not sure what you can say or not say, but, yeah, share whatever you feel you what, want to. Or you can say, yeah. Well, I think going into the police, you accept that there's a level of stress and it's the same for the fireys. So I think people's level of stress is completely different to each other's. So what you guys might find stressful, I don't at all. Um, so I have pulled my firearm and pointed it at someone before, and that was in my first year, and that was stressful. But I think these days I wouldn't be as stressed about that. Um, I think for me the most stressful thing that I've ever done is a job interview for promotion. Holy dooly. That's a great answer. You know, the work that goes into a job interview, the stress because you want the job, oh, my goodness, I can't well, handle it. Well, give us some advice. Anyone, any young ladies out there or young uh, gentlemen out there that need some interview advice, what would you give them? Work your butt off and study. Study. Make yeah, sure you know every aspect of the job you're going for and be the best person they interview that day. Yeah, that's yeah. really good advice. And do yeah. you, did you use the STAR principle? It's like, you know, when that – um can't remember the the correct acronym for it. I think it's called STAR. And basically, there's a way of doing the interview and smashing the interview uh, and knowing your stuff, like you said. And um, the people that are interviewing know that you're using that principle, and it's kind of like a kind of a, a, a admiration for how much work that you have put in. 
Okay, I, look, yeah. I have no idea, but I'll tell you what, I'm going to look that up. Yeah, I'll yeah. that one. No, I'm going to yeah, look yeah. that up because I haven't been on a job interview in a very <laughs> long time. But I'm going to look that up. And, um, you know, I know people that will know that. So um, that could be a good a good tip for that, Maxie. Good job. Right. In, in terms of policing, probably the most stressful thing I've done, waiting to hear if we've rescued a child. Yes. Yeah. So when you send off a job overseas to Russia, for example, waiting. The waiting is so stressful to yeah. know whether they've gotten that child out yeah. or whether you've got to go back to the drawing board. Yeah, and and me, myself and Lee know um, some of the other stuff that you do. And yeah. like I said, hats off uh, to you and your team for, for, for doing what you do. Um, yeah. It's amazing what you guys do. And, yeah, that, yeah, I know there is some stressful days and you, the resilience that you guys have is amazing to see and hear. I know you can't talk about it too much. Yeah. But, yeah, I appreciate you um, – I yeah, did see on. what it was. I was sat watching TV one night and did see like you know breaking news and something and uh, you know um, someone being driven into um, the watch house or whatever. And there's Kate in the back seat. It was Kate's arrest and there's Kate in the back seat of the cop car. And I'm yeah. like, oh, that's what Kate's been doing today. So um, you know, hats like Maxie says, hats off to you, Kate. Hats off to your team and all that you do. Thank you. Um, you know, funny story but, about that arrest. I knew the media were going to be at the watch house. So I made sure that my posture, you know, sitting back straight in the car, and then I look on the news, and my legs were so far apart. I was sitting like a man in the back of the police car. I thought, oh my goodness, yeah, that's <laughs> what embarrassing. Well, there you go, okay. That was your two minutes of fame. <laughs> there you go. So, um, so we we're talking about the most stressful part of the journey. So, how do you deal with that stress for the to gym. keep? To look after Kate. Just go and exercise. It's yeah. the best thing that I can do for myself. That's uh, yeah, I can vouch for that. That's yeah. what I do. Ooh, that's Maxi. And I love getting getting I love doing the hot and cold therapy as well. There's a couple of different things, but yeah, exercise. That's that's mm. a really good tip. Thank you for shining again light on on that because you release all that that, you know, if you're having a real all that build up attention, you can just really exert it out of you and, and, and get all the negative energy yep. and vibes and all the things that are upsetting you out and then um, refill your body with uh, positive vibes. So, yep, yep. And it genuinely works. It yeah. does. It, it does. does definitely. It does definitely. Um, um, and that's how, and that you know that's how I met. Um, that's how Kate and I met through um, through PT and things like that. So um, so yeah. And I um, often see. And you know what, Kate Kate's got little Maggie, and she's still down the gym. And Maggie's there, and you know it's like, you know, there on there are no excuses. Well, little Maggie's Kate's got something to look up to. Absolutely, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, number nine, best career decision so far. Oh, we've spoken about it. Going west, yeah. going, going west, absolutely yeah. going west. It was and, um, fantastic. And then adding, or oh, actually, the next the next question is exactly what I was going to ask. But yeah, number ten is. Yeah, the next career goal. What? So what? Um, so you've just gone into a. I'm not sure how recently into a new role with your promotion. Congratulations! Yep, March this year. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, so is this the career goal for now, or is this? Have you still got like you know stepping stone to bigger goals? This is the next stepping stone. So my goal is to be a senior sergeant district duty officer. I don't know if you have this in New South Wales, but it's the senior officer who shows up to a big job and takes control of the scene. 
Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's like super IC. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. and that's my goal because I like doing that. I like taking control. And I really did like general duties. I sometimes wonder if I left general duties too soon. Um, but so we'll get back to general duties at some point and go up one more rank and then see how we go. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it's definitely, it's definitely uh, inspiring to see, um, you know, you want a certain goal, you want to get to a certain position and you will get there. It's just, uh, it's all part of the journey of how you get there too. And um, the, the, the highs and lows of yeah. career progression. Yeah. You know, I'm in a, same with the fires, we're in a structured service. Like my next promotion would be LF, leading firefighter, which is I'm, I'm two, three years off, which I'll definitely go down that path. So um, I reckon once you can get those promotions, take them, take the opportunities. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And do you think like, you know, even when you achieve that, Kate, do you think then there'll be another goal beyond that? Do you think you'll, you're the type of person that will constantly have that next goal? Yeah, more than likely. I mean, I'm only 34. So yeah. we have to retire at 60. So I've got just shy of 30 years left in the job. So I don't think I can do shift work forever. So yeah. at some point, I'll either have to go sideways and um, maybe take on a role as a boss of a station or go up into the inspector levels. Yeah. So I'm not sure yet. Just the main goal is to be a DDO and we'll reassess. Yeah. And are you sort of like with the the um, position that you've got now, Kate, is that like advanced for someone of your age or is that like, you know, what 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 are like, is there, is there sort of certain... Um, um oh I'm I'm trying to I can't think of the word like you know positions by certain age or is is there a a a guideline or is there there are no rules yes and no so what you start as a first year constable you pass that you become a constable and then you have to be a constable for five years you have to do assignments and a course Uh, well back when I did you had to and then you go up to a senior constable. That's a natural progression after five yeah. years if you pass your assignments. And then from there you apply for jobs and you apply for promotion after doing more assignments and more work yeah. to qualify to apply for those positions. So I had to apply to become a sergeant, which I won that job. And then to become a senior sergeant, I have to do more assignments and more work and then apply for those jobs yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. Cool. It's constant learning, isn't it? It's yes. constant, you know, and it's really for someone that doesn't know the police world. I don't have anyone in the police in my family. Well, my brother-in-law in England, you know, but it's like I think it's really good for people that don't know to understand the like you're constantly learning and being tested and learning and being tested um, and upskilling so that you can go to that next level. And the same with you in the fire is Maxi. It's not like a, you know, um, there's no end to it. It's a constant Mm. learning. And I think it's important to constantly learn. Otherwise you just become stale. stale. Yeah. 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 Get stale and um, you get, you know, get stuck set in your ways and you don't really progress and uh, you get a bit complacent as well. Yeah. And that, that's not a good place to be. No, it's not. I mean, no. I imagine Maxie watches Chicago Fire all day long to learn. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, the station I'm at, we're quite busy, so we don't get that much time. But I do, I can I can add on that there probably would be places where they would watch Chicago Fire all day. But yeah. um, it's not a bad show, actually. Yeah, oh. yeah. 
So, uh, yeah, there's like, you know, you get more than one call a day at the, we, I actually joke, Maxi Station, I call it the action station because where are you? You're right on the, what What are the freeways you border in M5, Sydney? The M5 Hume and Hume Highway. And yeah, yeah you get all like, the accidents. Yeah, yeah. Big jobs. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah. There's a real big, um, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh multicultural area as well we get a lot of middle eastern and we've got a lot of vietnamese and yeah. uh, different sorts of people there so there's always people doing the wrong things so we collaborate with the police a lot uh yeah. ie shootings car fires people doing dodgy stuff so it's interesting <laughs> that's why we call it the action station yeah. maxi <laughs> so number 11 if you weren't a police officer what would you be well my degree is in public relations um mm-hmm. yeah a bit of a difference to what I do now I don't think I'd do that maybe be a school teacher yeah yeah um or even a lawyer I I truly don't know there's nothing but policing for me you know yeah so do you know what it's interesting speaking to one of the other guys there was no plan b it was like I get that sense from you it was police I had a sense that it's going to be maybe firefighter oh no (laughs) (laughs) I want an actual career Maxi you know It's true. I tell you what, we were 25 minutes in, and now it's like this is like oh, I knew it was coming. I knew nice. it was coming. I'm I love scared. it. I'm scared of Kate. I love it. I love it. I knew Kate was going to give you trouble, Maxie. Yeah. I love it. No, it's good. It's good. Um, so um, yeah, I like the, the you know quite often there was no plan B. It was going to just be police. Mm-hmm. And um, and did you? Um, I, I I don't think we answered this. Did you get in straight away, or did you take you a few f times or? No, I managed to get in straight away. Like I said, I did everything I possibly could to make sure they had no option but to select me. Yeah. You know, yeah. so to get in, you had to do aptitude testing, writing tests, fitness tests, and I worked my butt off to make yeah. sure that I was going to pass them better than everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a good attitude. Yeah. That's amazing, Kate. Amazing, amazing. So, um, Going back then, and you probably just answered this now, but what if you could give advice to 16-year-old Kate, what would you tell her now? You do you. Yeah. Don't worry about anyone else. You just run your race. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And I think I wasn't a victim of bullying at school or anything like that, but to the kids that are, school ends. You don't ever yeah. have to see those people ever again in your life. Be better yeah. than them. Move on and you do you. Yeah. Yeah. Great advice. Great advice. Yeah. Because um it is it is a different world for um for you know for kids nowadays and um and and you're right, school does end. I didn't like school. It wasn't the happiest. I can't look back at it and go, it was the happiest time of my life. Um, you know, I never felt um almost freer the day that I didn't have to go. So yeah. um, you know, it is like, yeah, it does end and and look at you now. Well, exactly. Look at me now. Like, you know, I moved across the world. I'm working with this bloke. Like, you know. <laughs> Good fun. Yeah, exactly. You can do anything. Going back to what you, you said, Kate, you worked your butt off mm-hmm. um, and all of that. So, um, so yeah. yeah. So last question then, Kate. Yeah. Can you give us your go-to song to liven up your mood So for, for our Rescue Squad playlist? So we ask people from all over the world that are involved in Max's Rescue Squad and online with the podcast to come up with their favourite song, uh, to give them a, you know, get a bit of a 
head bobble. Yeah, the one down the gym, Kate, you know, gets the, you know, gets your, you know, your mood. What do you put on and it turns turns that frown upside down? I put a lot of thought into this. Okay. You know, I love the Beatles. I love Bowie, yeah. Credence. Yeah. But it come down to Mumford and Sons, I will wait. I will. Wait. I will wait. Mumford and Sons. That is ah. I saw them live in Sydney a couple of years ago. Yeah, they were really good. So. Yeah, didn't you end up playing football against them? Yeah. Ah, there you go. It's in the playlist, Kate. Anything with a banjo is good. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Good song, yeah. Kate. Good song. song. So, um, so yeah, so our playlist, We, if you are on Spotify, Kate, you'll be able to find it now. Oh, so yes. Max's Rescue Squad. Mm-hmm. And there's basically, um, we've got, like, you know, wannabe first responders, nurses, all teachers, whatever, all over the world, and they've put in their, so the, their songs. So there's a really eclectic, there's some... Some good bangers in there that'd be good down the gym, Kate. Get you going, yeah, and, right. and you know, so you'll well, have to. What song did you two put in? And find it. Oh well, we put like quite a few. Yeah. The, we we probably not any one at the moment, but um, put a couple in. Put but, a yeah, couple I, in. I went, some of those. I, I, I like I like the Beatles and I like Credence and um, yeah. So yeah. like there's a couple of bit of Oasis in there for me. Yeah, Don't look back in, in anger. That's one of my good songs. Song. Good yeah. song. Don't look back in anger. So, um, so yeah. Well, thank you, Kate. Right any on other, thirty minutes. Yeah, right. I'm going to say any other snippet of um, wisdom that you um, want to share for anybody that may be thinking about policing. Um, you know, you gave some really, really good tips there. Um, if you're thinking about it, just do it because you won't stop thinking about it. Yeah, and you won't regret it. Yeah. yeah. Exactly, exactly. Oh, I don't great. think you can end that any better, Kate. No, you can't. You well, can't. Thank you, Kate. We really, like you say, Sunday, we, you're a mum, Sundays are precious and, um, you know, we really appreciate you um, coming on and sharing your um, insights and, um, yeah, we um, are really grateful. Keep up the good work, Kate, and it's really good to finally put uh, – the voice and the face to to, to you. Um, I've yep. heard a lot of great things about you. So thank you for coming on. And I know a lot of people are going to benefit from the chat. Yeah, and I'm okay. going to make Maxie a badge that says Cops are Tops. Yeah, well, Please we, do. Actually, yeah. we actually do have a sticker on the back of our fire truck saying Cops are Tops. Uh, he actually started uh, into his undies, so he wears it every day. Yeah, yeah we can do <laughs> yeah. that. Absolutely. All righty. <laughs> Take care, Kate. Right. Bye, Kate. guys. Bye.